This is Kevin. And this is Ron. And this episode of Your Valuable Home is brought to you by Provia. Provia, a faith-based company that makes entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone, and metal roofing, all of incomparable quality. Welcome to Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast for listeners who believe that residential real estate is the way to build wealth. Hi, I'm Kevin Kennedy, a working contractor and host of Your Valuable Home. Your Valuable Home is for homeowners and investors alike who want to acquire and improve real estate based upon educated decisions. And I'm Ron Milk, Your Valuable Home producer and co-host. Our weekly one-hour podcast is not about doing it yourself. It's about hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. And it's not about flipping. It's about buying and holding to build wealth. Homeowners and investors who strive to create wealth and financial freedom with real estate and avoid costly home improvement mistakes. Your valuable home is for you. The Project Replay made redoing our kitchen and bath trouble-free. Your horror stories have kept us from hiring the wrong contractors. The college segments have taught us how to keep toxins out of our home, what to look for in replacement windows, how to borrow sensibly against home equity, and more. College teaches investors like me how to freshen up my rentals without spending a fortune. Their suggestions are great for ROI. It's time for Your Valuable Home. Okay, Ron, it is time for another podcast we're going to be doing this time. We have a replay, a very special replay, another from this podcast we're doing with a very special person. What do yeah. we have? Well, that's right, Kev. With us today to share her experience in downsizing in a tight real estate seller's market is famous singer, songwriter, actress, and great friend, Kim Sledge. Performing under the name Sister Sledge, Kim and her sisters, or three sisters, I should say, gave the world a Grammy-nominated song, We Are Family and so many other tunes that made them legends in the music business. Kim, you still perform under the same Sister Sledge brand in the U.S. and around the world today, and you just did a concert in New York Central Park, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. I did. Two concerts in New York. We did. We did one on Central Park on Saturday, and Sunday we were at the Lincoln Center. Braving the rain and everything. Braving the rain. <laughs> yeah, the, yes. the last time we had a conversation, you said you were going to bring me on stage to sing with you. You didn't come to the show. Yeah, it's probably a <laughs> good idea on your part. That would not have gone well. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Yeah, I haven't really sung too well. So here so. we go. Moving right along here. And in your spare time, you downsized and found a, a new home with the help of Jeff Parkins from Keller Williams Real Estate in Bluebell, right? Well, actually, it's, uh, you would call it like Melrose... Um, not one not no, what am I saying, Melrose? Um, what is that? Um, Rydal Meadowbrook around that area? Uh, that's where he's that's where he's from? Oh that oh he Jeff. Yeah, no, Jeff's your from house Bluebell. Is, but he's in Bluebell. Yes, yeah, yeah. Jeff's in Bluebell. I'm Bluebell so sorry. is Bluebell is in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, for those of you who need a, a geographic fix here. Mm-hmm. So So now you wanted to make the downsize. I know a lot of people are going in that route. What was one of the reasons why you wanted the downsize? I have a great reason. Uh, first of all, because uh well, Julie's at Columbia, Laura's in Pittsburgh, my son now lives in Chestnut Hill, and we have our first little one. So I want to get really, really close. It's a little, uh, when you're coming home late at night and there are deer in the road to Bucks County, that's not a good thing. So <laughs> Good reason. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely not a good thing. I've, I've experienced the bad thing, uh, bad part of that. Okay. <laughs> you know, with being such a tight market, I mean, how hard was it to, to find a house? It was hard. It took about a year. And I have to thank Jeff Parkins. Oh, my gosh. He was so patient. We must have seen more than 100 houses. And uh, during that time, of course, interest rates fluctuated up and up and up Mm -hmm. and up and up. But finally, I found the house. 
I prayed. I'm telling you the truth. I prayed. I wrote down exactly what I wanted. I walked into this house. It had everything that I wanted. So, I mean, I wanted to see the snow while I was inside the house with a fireplace. I wanted the first uh, floor to have my master. I mean, everything Good I wanted idea. was there. How many houses did you look at before you said, that's the one? I must have looked at, uh, to be honest with you, it had to have been over about 65 houses. That would drive, me, that would yeah. drive me back. How many did you put bids on and uh, lost? I would say maybe about six. Okay. Yeah, because they had what I wanted. And I really wanted a specific area. And I finally found that house. So you're from Philadelphia and you're staying in Philadelphia, right? Yes. Because I know we talked about, we had conversations about moving out of Philadelphia. I love the East Coast. We've been everywhere, but I love the East Coast. Is a brand new home or, or is an established home in an established neighborhood? Uh, it's an established home. However, the home was totally redone. And that was a part of the deal. I wanted a house that I walked into and just bring clothes. <laughs> Make some popcorn. <laughs> and buy some furniture. Yes. So what is the size of the home? And, and can you get into the architectural style? Yes. Four bedrooms, more mid-century. It's a, sort of a, ra a ranch but sort of a split-level ranch mm -hmm. in a sense. And it has about just half acre. So I've gone from 3.3 acres to half acre, which is perfect because I just don't need all that land. Um, and this person, remember, was there was very, very thoughtful in their landscaping. There is a greenhouse. There's a garden. There's a greenhouse? There yes, too? there is. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is perfect. It had yeah. everything I wanted. Give it a little more than downtime. Yes. <laughs> Grow flowers in the wintertime, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, when you say it's mid-century modern, mid-century modern to me has a lot of glass. Does it have a lot of glass? It has a lot of glass. You really wouldn't need, unless, put it this way, the sun is always shining in that house in the daytime. It's oh, that's always perfect. A lot of windows? Light. A lot of windows. Yes. Uh, I love the wood, too. There's wood and there's windows. Mm -hmm. There's some paneling work. There's beautiful flooring. It's it's just lovely. It so you is. Got, you got and it's good shape. And has great character. Great it's character. The good bones yes. of the house really good makes bones. a difference. Yes. Mm -hmm. Great character. And, and great a shape. generator. <laughs> <laughs> the weather's so crazy. Was this the kind of situation too, where uh, when you drive up there, like sixty-five cars outside? No. No. What do you mean sixty-five cars? We, I've been. I've. I've uh, with oh Rosemary's. yes, yes. Yeah. As a matter of fact, a couple of the homes I went to, well, I was really blessed because Jeff was friends with, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but I'll just put it this way. We were blessed. We saw before the open house because the house I'd seen um, like two weeks before that that I really, really wanted, didn't have everything, but most things. There were about 75 people. Remember the planet Gideon in Star so, Trek? Yep. Yeah. Yes, it was like the planet Gideon. It was that yeah. many people. <laughs> We've been in a situation like that. How I'll tell you? a story, a uh, quick story. Uh, I went... I used to go with Rosemary and her daughter and son-in-law to look yes. for a house. They're still, they've been looking for like, seems like 20 years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's always a seller's market, bidding, uh, up over asking. And we went to look at this one house to were literally 100 cars outside, 100 cars outside. And her daughter, who's in the real estate business, I said to her, uh, Jen, what do you think this place is going to, it was priced at 625. It was priced to be bid up. Yes. Okay. In about a 700 and some thousand dollar neighborhood. And I said to her, I think this place is going to go for, for 800 And she said, mm -hmm. oh, no way, no way. And then a couple of weeks later, I was talking to Larry Levine, who we've had on the show for a number of times, another mm -hmm. realtor. Mm -hmm. And, it, and he, he says, I know that house. Love I know goodness. that house. I said, Jeff, what did it actually go for? 
I said I was wrong. 850. <gasps> really? 850 from oh 625. Gosh. That's crazy. That that is crazy. Well, I will have to tell you that when we made a bid, it was above what the house was selling for. This house. That yes, the first time. Because I, I learned from the last time. Well, we always had an escalation clause clause right. in ours. But this time, my first bid was above what they were selling it for. Because I said, you know what, I'm not going to take a chance losing this house. Did you have to go far above it? Um, reasonably above. Hey, that's good. Hmm? <laughs> Plausible deniability. Ron does ask those questions every once in a while. <laughs> I said like... reasonably above. Reasonably <laughs> above. Okay. Because <laughs> a lot of them aren't reasonably above. No, uh, some aren't, but I was prepared to go even further if I needed to. Okay, because you wanted a house. Wanted yeah. that house. Right. It was everything I, I'd wanted. Well, it's nice because you said it was completely redone. See, completely refurbished. A lot of people today, if you notice, they've been buying homes, overpaying $100,000 over price, but they need so much more work. There's no kitchen that's completely outdated. Flooring, exterior, windows are so outdated that they have to sneak another $150,000. So the bid isn't the end all. No, because it's, it's going to so go a lot further than that. That you yeah. say that because there was a house around the corner that I had put an offer in for, and that house did need a lot of work. So, and I was prepared to do it because I looked at so many houses, but it was ever, the perfect location. It, the bones were perfect. However, it needed to be reworked, and I was prepared. I wanted to, but I mean, I'm telling you, I, I say it was God, it was providence. We prayed every single thing I wanted. Was exactly already done in this house, so Perfect. I'm just grateful. We haven't talked about the location yet. Don't tell us exactly where it is, but it's it's in the Philadelphia area. It's 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 I think north of the city, right? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. North of the city, school districts are great, which is a, another good thing because I can babysit this little guy. He can come <laughs> to grandma's house. You're gonna spoil, aren't <laughs> you? And they're not that far from. They're me, not right? that no. far. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, are you glad the house hunting is over? I am so glad. I want to be in by Christmas. I have about five Christmas trees that are waiting to be put up. Well, I'll tell you, I, I, admire, I admire your tenacity. I don't think I would have what it takes to look at 65 houses. I don't uh, think I could do it. Listen, we just kept going. It's almost I mean, like a second career. It was like a second yeah. career. That's why I need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's like half the battle. The other half of the battle that I do hear from a lot of the people that are moving in is the moving itself of I how know. difficult that is. Yes. So hopefully yeah, that transition goes very smooth for you during this process. Thank well, you. Well, cleaning your Thank current you. house out. That, I, I, I dread that. I don't think I ever want well, to do that. Well, we put a lot of things in storage already. Oh, okay. And also, we are. Uh, there's been a lot of options in state sale because there's so much more furniture. This house is smaller. And then also... Um, I'm going to offer those who are buying this house to come to walk through. Is there something you'd like to buy? Let's negotiate. Okay. All right. Or if you over a little bit later. I'm sorry? <laughs> I said I'll stop over a little bit later. <laughs> I feel like that Wheel of Fortune. I'll take one of these and one of those while we're at it. <laughs> well, the, you know, the nice thing is that the house I'm moving to, they did such beautiful work there and lots of the things there. They've said to me, if, if there's anything you want, let us know. And they've done such a great job. And the furniture fits perfectly. So we may just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Make it as easy as possible, as right? As easy as possible. Now, I know you and I have talked about this. Uh, well, it's on, it's on topic. Um, you perform in Europe a lot, right? Yes. Get, uh, getting a place in like the south of France or south of uh, France, London, London, Paris, yes. Paris. They all sound good. If, if you need help picking that out, let me know. Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
or just rent a plane when he charter a plane, bring a group of friends and just uh, yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad idea because if you're it, if you have multiple gigs in Europe and you have to move around, you don't have to come back to the states and then go back again. Mm-hmm. You can just you could even take trains in Europe because they're a lot better than the trains here. Lot, and and yeah. things are much closer. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that because we've gotten to the point where we decided to start doing Airbnbs. And if we're going to do Airbnbs, we may as well we would rent houses. And lots of those beautiful houses, lots of castles, you can rent them. And they also have accommodated artists uh, in the way that they've structured them, rebuilt. They put studios in them. You can find really great places Not there. Not a big concept, huh? Because it is. It's a great concept. It's better than renting a hotel. The great thing is that we are able to all be together. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a rehearsal, there's rehearsal spaces. Uh, if you want to record something, it's, what, would it's it be all a there. Big old house, like a castle? Some are kind of castles. Yeah. Some are castles, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big old houses, three-story homes, uh, 12 bedrooms. Yes. Not a bad way to go. If you're recording something, you go over there and do it all over there and then come yeah. back. And it's like a vacation, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's a, a dream, too. It's all right. Goal. So you're settled for a while now, right? I am so grateful. Yes. Yeah. I'm settled. Okay. <laughs> a big sign of relief. Okay. Yes. So, and we're going to wish you luck with your new house. And I'd love to see it. I would love to see it because I'm, I'm in the mid century modern big time. So Really? Yeah. There oh, is yeah. one thing I want to do that I've mentioned to Kevin. My daughter showed me a picture yesterday, this photograph of this beautiful Murphy bed scene for her bedroom. She says, Mom, I want a Murphy bed. I want to put my bed away, be able to have like a like lounge in my room, but at the same time, be able to just pull it down if I need it. And I said, well, that's not a bad idea. You got, you got to t- I have a Murphy bed story too. Uh, this was from my apartment when I had an apartment in Chelsea in New York, right? Yeah. I was sleeping one night and the guy who put it in was a good guy. I trusted him and everything, right? Sleeping, all of a sudden, there's this like explosion. What? I end up on the floor, off the bed. <gasps> the Springs. mechanism pulled out of the floor what? with such force that the bolts got embedded in the in the wall across the the, the other side of the room. Oh, you kidding thank me? God, thank God I didn't get hit with them. Oh my God! That is my Murphy bed story. What? Hopefully, you'll never have a story like that. What if you guys saw the the commercial that's out right now? The, the couple are looking through this house and they have that slide that goes up the steps and the realtor's trying to show him and he's trying to get up the steps and then he says, hey, would you look at this? We've got a Murphy tub. Uh, a Murphy tub? A Murphy tub, yeah, and he pulls the tub and pulls up. Look, you see the water spilling out everywhere and Homer's like, I don't think this realtor knows what he's talking about. What is a Murphy, what is a Murphy tub? What is it, a half, like a a half Murphy tub? Tub? They're just having fun with it. Oh. But it's that's what it is. Having, watching a commercial that makes you think and always say, hey, did you see that commercial? about? It was a Murphy tub. I'm, when you watch crazy. it, you'll see it. And it was a blast. But you can see the realtors trying to get up one of those kid slides was in place where the steps were. And he couldn't get up because, ah, we'll try that a little bit later. And then, hey, but look what it really has. It's a Murphy tub. And the tub was there, and he lifts the tub up. And, the and there's spill. water. Oh, my gosh. Great commercial. Okay. we got to leave it there. Okay. Right? Good luck with the new house. Thank you. Thank and, you so um, much. And, and think about the one in Paris. Or, oh, I, or, I will. Okay. Trust me. I'm, oh. I'm on it. All right. Kim Slide, we've been talking with legend. Music legend Kim Sledge uh, about her new home in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Yes, right? yes. Thank is. you. Thank you for doing Thank this. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. Really? They're going to go back out in the rain again. Oh, don't It's been raining rain. in Philadelphia for the last hundred years, it seems like. I know. <laughs> really? Too much rain. Yeah. Too yep. much. All right. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. All right. 
This is like the horror story of the week. Here we go again. We've told like since we've been on the air, we're working well over five hundred horror stories. <laughs> yeah. They're out there. Okay, so is this, this is another doozer, right? Well, it's the same job that I've been working okay. on for the past two three months. Yeah, we had the homeowners on. We talked about some of the issues that we ran into with the so-called contractor that was trying to do the work that we had to rip all out. So as we were cleaning, it's not up- a bad sign for his truck. The so-called contractor. <laughs> That's the new. Co- well. I'm glad he's not stopping around because I know there was a problem with him and the homeowner prior, but it's nice that we can finally get the job. But so here are some of the things I asked for our listeners that are contractors. Simple. If you're reframing, say, an upstairs and you have rotted plywood, do you want to put new framing over top of the rotted plywood and then start framing? Mm, don't think so. So even Dave said to me, he's like, but did you talk about the, the framing? I'm like, well, no, I completely forgot about that. He put... New framing up because he redid the the bathroom, the laundry rooms, everything was reframed, and left all the rotted plywood. So there's the start going. Dave's like, oh, we gotta we gotta do a little bit more work than involved into this. So we had to strip out the plywood, take some of his work out, which was easy because you know when people say, hey, how would you get a two by four down? Well, you have to take a hammer, maybe swack it at the bottom, and, and be able to pull it up. No, I just use my hand, you shake it hard enough, and <laughs> the two by four fell right out. You you need more than one nail top and bottom plate when you're installing it. They should be turning uh, as you're installing it. So we had to then redo that wall again. I told the homeowner, listen, don't worry about it. I'll, I'll fix it up and we're not going to charge you for it. So I know they were appreciating that I was doing some of this work for free. But I said, well, listen, here's the thing. If if you let us just continue the work and I didn't fix it or I didn't know about it, you're going to have problems later down the line. If a wall's moving and with the bounce of the floor, you're going to have a lot of problems with the drywall down the line. Who are you going to call? Me. So you're not going to call the inspector. You're not going to call the other contractor that stiffed you. I know you could, but you're going to be calling me. So this is why I do things. I want to make the sure. last thing you want to do is call that other contractor. No, no. Was he a contractor? Is I mean, look, I, I'm a heart surgeon. I guess I always want to call myself a heart surgeon. Can I do it? We've talked about it. I'm sure I could take a heart out and put it in. I've got tools, but <laughs> there's a reason why I don't do it because I don't know how to do it. So if you don't know what you're doing, you really should be taking people's money and doing a job that you think you can do because. It's you shouldn't all be doing wrong. it. Yeah, you shouldn't be doing it. It's a lot of money these people spent actually for us to rip everything out and redo it. But as we just started working on a few things, and then I had to do what's called fire stopping. Well, fire stopping is creating a, a, a sealed vacuum in a way between wall to floor to wall. So the inspector came out and he was doing the plumbing first. And then I said, hey, I'm going to cover the old vents up because I have a Thursday inspection with you to do the mechanical. He's like, yeah, well, make sure you cover the old vents up. And then what are these? So as I'm looking under the plates, I saw he put another two by four on top and some of the plywood was cut. I'm like, wow, I don't, I don't know what he did there. So apparently what he did is he cut sections of the wall out to run <laughs> the, the mechanical, which is the ductwork coming from the supply feed from your mechanical, which is your heating right. and air conditioning, mm-hmm. to start running up the outside wall. Now, don't forget, this is a two by four wall. So it's an older house. It's not the newer house running all the mechanical up there which number one, yeah, it could be insulated with an R8 insulation, but now you're decreasing the insulation because there's not gonna be any insulation in that cavity. So you cannot running in the outer wall because of the R value that you need to achieve in the new code today. So the inspector said, oh, he didn't do that. I'm like, well, I, I guess he did here. So I had to take out all the plates, cut out more of that plywood to fix everything to get to the root of the problem. Because once you start doing that, it's just, it's not a little piece of wood you put in there. So how much of this job, how much of this job was moving the ball down the field versus going back and doing things over? So after the rip out, they probably got about 
30% of the work done and we had to rip out 31%. We had to rip it all out. Unbelievable. So, and it was tough because it's tough for homeowners to get in there after they just got ripped off. Now they're hearing it from another contractor and saying, well, you, we got to rip it out and redo it. So what I did to make him feel a little bit better is I said, why don't I get the inspector out? And again, he's not want to get involved into this, but if he looks at everything and we talk at everything this guy did wrong and go over it, you'll get a better understanding. I said, it's not going to make you feel any better because you're going to be swallowing going, huh, I got to do what? Yeah, you got to spend some more money. I get it. But at least you know it's getting done right because now we're getting the inspection. Because if this contractor proceeded to finish the work by the time he came to the inspections, it would have never passed. And then when the second day of inspections, the inspector showed up. And I said to the inspector, I said, hey, uh, sir, uh, if you saw the work, we're about ready to close everything up. Would you pass this work? He started laughing. He goes, you know, I wouldn't do that. I said, well, listen, the only reason I'm saying is I want to make the homeowner feel a little bit better that the money he's got to respend is going to a good cause. So then I said to the homeowner, well, listen, bottom line is if you left it, you're ready to be insulated. I have to stop everything. We have to redo it again. So that's why you had to spend the cost to redo Crazy. it. So Crazy. Fine. Crazy. Crazy. <laughs> it's, it's been very stressful for us to try to get him done and get him moved in because we just felt bad for him. He's a military guy, uh, family. They want to get back into the school. Uh, they're rental properties running out in a few months okay. and they're not going to be getting the money. So we just want to make sure that everything that we did or anything we could do to keep things moving forward. It's just every time we look left and right, we're finding more problems with the job that need to be addressed. So everything is completely done to the rough inspections. And uh, as today, before we got to the studio, I stopped over the job and my uh, insulating guy is there. And uh, tomorrow, believe it or not, he's going to be. It sounds like this is the kind of job you pop a cork on a bottle of champagne after it's all over. Right? I believe they're going to be doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's really nice to, to see homeowners. I tell you, she gets a little tear in her eye every time she talks about it, seeing that work is finally getting done. But they've been out of the house for a year. It's a year. Took a lot of their money and just said, oh, yeah, I'll come back. Well, he hasn't come back. And it's understanding that uh, he's not coming back. I mean, no matter what happens, they got some, some insurance money, but no matter what happens, they're going to, these people are going to take a major financial hit on this thing, right? That yeah. they are. Yeah. And it's I told from the beginning that I said, listen, here's, it's going to be the hardest thing for you to swallow is that you're going to re-put out a lot more money. It's hey. a six-figure number for us to come in and redo it. But hey, what I'm doing is I'm pricing everything a la carte. Keep it separate so we can actually see where the price is coming from. Right. And... He's got some people in the business and uh, are verifying that what I'm giving him is a very low price. I'm just trying to help him out. I feel really bad for the guy. So if I can get him in at a lower cost, uh, just so he doesn't take a, a financial burden hit on this. All right. Uh, so this is a to be continued, right? Yeah. We're going to have him back on uh, once we start going a little bit further. So we uh, have the drywall going in by the end of the week. And the nice part is, is my Provia windows finally came in and we're going to be stalling them next week. That's the black on white Pro-V and yeah, we're installing cool. it. So pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but we'll start popping some pictures up on the uh, on the social media feed so people can see what they're going to be looking at. But it's going to be a lot more than that. So if I put these pictures out right now, as everybody knows in this area that I'm very temperature sensitive, is we're trying to get them moved in. We're trying to get them operational fully for Before the inside. Before the cold weather sets in. Correct. Yeah. And then I'm going to be back in the springtime to redo the entire house. We're doing the Provia Cedar Max on the entire house. Oh, the exterior then. Yep, yeah. and okay. we're replacing all the windows now. They uh, actually, what, the, the big mistake I made, and then the husband told me, he's like, well, you brought my wife to your house to look at the siding. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm just trying to give her an idea. Well, now we're redoing the whole siding. I'm like, well, okay, and what's the problem? So it's a little bit of an added cost they're going to be spending, but I said, listen, at this point, when I get done your house, you're done for 50 years. 
and it'll be installed correctly. But one of the things that this homeowner said to me, something he's never had done before, and I said, well, listen to the show, uh, how many times you heard me where I take deposits? He's like, no, you never take deposits. And I didn't take any of his money up front. Right. So I said, listen, let's get on the work, let's get everything settled, and then we'll, we'll go after it at that point because it just makes it feel better that, you know, you're getting the right contract. I'm like, no, 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 don't pay me. As opposed to the other guy who said, hey, give me all the money up front. I won't and do any work. And you've done a good deed too, right? I do, I do. I, I, I can go to bed at night okay. knowing that what I did. So that's the horror story for this weekend. We're going to have you back on. We'll keep everybody posted on how the okay. progress is going. To be continued. All right. Got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Kev, we've talked many times about the importance of curb appeal and the value quality products add to exterior home improvements. Provia fiberglass entry doors and vinyl replacement windows add that value. And for huge impact, curb appeal, and value, there's Provia vinyl and polypropylene siding. Yep, the super polymer formulation of Provia siding reflects heat and protects against UV rays and solar heat buildup for lasting color and value. Provia siding comes in traditional, insulated, and decorative profiles, all with the look and texture of real wood. People often stop and ask me about my Provia Cedar Max siding. I've actually gotten siding jobs that way. Okay, so how about colors and styles? My customers love the extensive palette of popular colors, including dark and bold hues. New colors for 2023 include Miss Gray, Harvest Red, and Pine. And Provia offers a wide variety of styles from clapboard to Dutch lap, board and batten, and new Harbor Mill shingle and shake siding. Harbor Mill is reminiscent of traditional rough sawn shingle and staggered hand split cedar shake. Both profiles are modeled after genuine cedar pieces using highly accurate laser scanning to ensure all the detail and texture of real cedar wood grain. Harbor Mill siding was designed with the installer in mind, incorporating built-in features that aid in a more efficient, hassle-free installation. The lightweight rigid panels are easier to handle and include locks, guides, and marks for the installer. That makes for quicker installation and beautiful curb appeal. Yup, and you can see it all and have the colors and styles work with Provia entry doors and vinyl replacement windows at Provia's fabulous website, provia.com backslash YVH. Check out Provia's design center on the website and experiment with their exterior home visualizer to see how all the different styles, colors of Provia doors, windows, siding, stone, and roofing work together. Once again, Provia delivers on its mission to serve by caring for details in ways others won't. Visualize the possibilities at Provia.com backslash YVH. Okay, Ron, as we continue with the feature segment, I believe we're heading south from where we were last week. Well, yeah, we are. Uh, working our way down the East Coast in a, in a real estate roundup 2023. Our next stop is one of my favorite East Coast places. Been there a lot. You know where it is? Eastern Shores. Well, Eastern Shore, more specifically, Talbot County on the Eastern Shore of Maryland. We're talking with Chuck Mangold of Benson & Mangold Real Estate in Eastern Maryland. Chuck joined us for our 2022 roundup, and he's back. Maryland, by the way, is one of our top markets. Thanks to all of our listeners there. I would thank them voraciously. <laughs> we got a lot of listeners in Maryland. Chuck, welcome back to your valuable home. Thanks so much, guys, for having me back. I've been looking forward to this. It was a lot of fun doing this last year. Well, that's good. That's good. That's what we're trying. Not not only that was uh, your your interview last uh, last year. It was very educational, very informative for our listeners. So uh, we're going to do it again. Great. Talbot County, Maryland, is uh, just to give it a, a little bit of a geographic fix, is directly across the bridge from Annapolis, and it's an, unique on a number of different levels. Its history, its wealth, 
and its extensive tidal shoreline. Can you get into all, all three of those a little bit? Sure. So, I mean, our location is idyllic because we're still close to major civilization. It's an hour to BWI airport. It's an hour and a half to the other major airports. It's a little more than an hour to your choice of D.C. or Baltimore. You mentioned your the bridge and the opening of that question. And the bridge is a big deal because once you get about middle of the way on it, back back over here, you feel a total release in your, <laughs> your body of all stress. And time sort of slows down. That's true. So I've experienced. I've actually experienced that. Yep. It's just you. Just all of a sudden, you feel like you're no, no longer a threat to get involved in road rage, <laughs> and, you, and, <laughs> and everybody kind of just everybody and everything kind of chills out, and the clock seems to slow down a little bit. We we hear that over and over again in regards to the geography. There's no no place quite like the Eastern Shore anywhere else in the world. Uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of miles of shoreline here there's no you know the chesapeake bay over its millions of years has carved out uh, all types of different little coves and rivers and creeks so much navigable water you know i haven't even seen it all and i've, I've been a boater here for you know, nearly 50 years it's a really really special place it's it's just one of the most beautiful places on earth and we really evolved in a very very nice way over the years you know all kinds of different things to do in regards to restaurants with culture, Art Academy Museum, the Avalon Theater, the Chesapeake Bay Maritime Museum. We, we've gotten to be a destination on just on the basis of those things, let alone the water. It's a really special place to be, visit, and live. In terms of its history, wasn't it one of the earliest settlements by Europeans in this in this country? It was, and there's there's several famous stories. St. Michael's, and it's argued as to how, how true it is, is known as the you know the town that fooled the the British is one of the things in our history that's really neat. Where they you know it's told that they put the lights way up high so that they would fire their cannons at the wrong height and go over them or in front of them or whatever and not be successful. One of the things that came out of this being settled so early is, is we have tons and tons of really cool colonial architecture here, some of it protected in our historic districts. And it's really left its mark on the place, and it has survived for a long time. Yeah, I would uh, you know say ditto to that. It is one of the most unique places I think I've ever been in the United States. It's just a wonderful place to spend a lot of quiet time. And I envy you for living there. I am. I'm, I'm the luckiest guy ever. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I would say that that's true. Yeah. Is the real estate market there impacted by inflation and higher interest rates? A lot of other places are now. Are you? Sure. So we've experienced the same price movement. We have two markets here for on a residential basis. We have what I call the regular guy market. You know, where people like me live in just normal houses here and live and raise their families here. And then we have the waterfront market, which is largely the second home. And both of those markets have enjoyed a fair amount of appreciation as a result of COVID, just like everywhere else. I The one thing that's kind of unique about how we have experienced it relative to some of the stuff around us is our prices are back to where they were in 2007 on a dollar-to-dollar basis. That's Maybe. interesting. And I'm, I'm happy about it, and I'll, and I'll tell you why. If you know, so if I sold a house, I'm making this number up for a million dollars in 2007. We're selling it for around a million dollars, maybe a little bit more right now. That means that we still have a ways to go to really catch up with it. Because if you, I, I went and did a study on this. Inflation's up 40 percent since then. So that same house would have to be around a million four, million five, to truly be selling for the same price that it sold for back in 07 and 08. 
the distinction to this is, is markets at the Delaware beaches, even Ocean City, Georgetown, D.C., Northern Virginia, are, have had tremendous increases past that of what ours, our, our prices have run up. So consequently, I don't feel like we have, we're going to be subject to any adjustment or bubble. In fact, we're still experiencing, particularly in the waterfront side, prices continuing to go up. Okay, but that's good. That's a good sign, though. I mean, now might be the time to buy. And what what is the market doing there? Is it favoring buyers or sellers? Sellers, for sure. We have. It's. Um, I've been doing this for way over twenty years, and I'm second generation. And my father agrees. It's the worst inventory that we've ever seen in terms of, you know, what what's what's available, how it, how it's priced, quantity and quality. It's really difficult time to be a buyer right now in this market particularly for waterfront stuff. Wow. We're hearing that all over the country. I think, you know, if you're a seller today, it's like you ask yourself, where am I going to go if I sell my house? You know, am I going to get stuck in the seller's market too? It's not, and it's not just that. I mean, you know, anecdotally, I'll, I'll tell you, I, you know, I have a mortgage on our house. We got very lucky and bought a new house, you know, right before COVID in 2019. And, my wife and I were sitting on the back porch and, and she said, you know, I really, I really like this house a lot, honey. I feel very settled here. I said, well, that's a good thing. I said, because we have a two and seven, eight, 30 year fixed rate mortgage, it's a perfectly livable house for us. And to leave here and go spend another 20, 30% of whatever this sells for to buy another house, but double the mortgage payment isn't going to make sense to me for a long time. They say, People live in a house for seven years. I, you know, my prediction is a lot of people are going to sit out one seven-year cycle. Yeah, I think you're right about that. It's it's and everything you just explained, I think, is is the reason why this market is stuck in second gear. You know, it is and no it question about it. Probably will be for a while. It's it's true. The, you know, there's a, I think there's more of a case, particularly with the waterfront stuff, that we'll see prices go up. Next year, I think the we're going to find. I do. Everybody's got an opinion and a guess. And nobody should necessarily pay attention to mine, but my own feeling from talking to people in the industry is that the mortgage rates are probably going to come back a little bit, maybe into the fives or something. But but those mortgage rates that we had before were so unnatural. You know, I don't think we'll ever get back back down to that again. And the market will normalize, and then we'll get more things that have to be sold. But we sold pulled so much business forward. You know, during COVID. Um, on the supply side, that it's just, it's going to be a while before it's going to be some time. You're absolutely right. Where are most of your 2023 buyers coming from? And do you expect that to continue in 24? So largely save, save 2020 this through this whole cycle. It's been the same, you know, from this usual suspects, Northern Virginia, Bethesda, Montgomery County, some, some folks from Baltimore, couple here and there from Annapolis. We do still see a few people here and there from Wilmington. We had a lot of people from Wilmington and some Wilmington, Delaware, and people coming as far north as Philadelphia. Get one or two here and there from up in New York. Some people that felt like they were shut out of the Hamptons bought you know some waterfront stuff here. And some of that also has been fueled because we have a very well-run, very big local we one of the, I think, I think it's actually, I might be wrong, but it, it certainly is one of the busiest, if it's not the busiest uh, small airport in the in the state of Maryland here, right here in Easton, they can land jets and things like that. So it's given access to some other people who have taken advantage of it. But most of it is just from the same, same places that we always get it. Oh, if you want to fly internationally, BWI, which is across the Chesapeake, is not that far, is it? Hour. 
If, oh, you, okay. if, you, if, you, if you do it right with traffic, I, I've made it in 50 minutes before. I'm not killing, killing myself. And we have the little airport here, and that jets and wheels up all fly out of there. Okay. We're right here in town. All right. Are you still experiencing a lot of bids beyond asking price? We, you know, we had a flash of that more on the on the what I as I described to you before the regular guy housing that got very competitive with the low low interest rates. It was it, it got very common. We're not seeing that as much. Seeing a little bit of it, but not as much. Okay, all right. What are some of the other towns down there? I've been to St. Michael's. Are there other towns? Well, well, describe St. Michael's for us, and uh, which I think is another delightful place. I would put it, you know, my like of Easton and, and St. Michael's. I think I'd like Easton a little bit more. But are there other towns that should be explored in Talbot uh, Talbot County? Certainly, Oxford is a uh, is a really really amazing small town, and it's kind of a mecca for sailors. There's a lot of you know among, amongst larger yacht owners, you know, I, I would call them famous boat yards down there. It's they're kind of a destination for people to go and get their boat serviced and worked on in safe harbor. You know. Uh, kind of at the mid- midpoint of going up and down the coast for people. There's a lot of, you know, Chesapeake Bay, of course, is fraught with lots of sailboat racing and, and things like that. And, and Oxford is kind of a place where a lot of that gathers. And it's a very beautiful, you know, Norman Rockwell-type small small town. Uh, all older historic housing in it, beautiful tree-lined Main Street that goes through I don't know what the population is down there, but it's not much. It's a very, very small little place. They've got a little old-fashioned grocery store down there. They've got one of the most beautiful public parks in the country. And I mean it. It's a it's a thousand-foot-wide waterfront park that looks dead west down the at the confluence of the Tredavon and the Chopinac Rivers. It's really, really stunning. A couple of nice restaurants, and that is where the ferry that runs back and forth between the St. Michael side and the Oxford side runs out of there. So that's a fun trip if somebody comes down, gets on the Oxford Bellevue Ferry. Uh, you really get to see you drive through Oxford to get that. And that's a really neat, really neat trip. Been there. I and everything every the way you describe it is exactly what I experienced. So roughly what percentage of the families in Tablet County are native to the area and those from other places uh, other than Maryland's eastern shore? <laughs> you asked me that question the other day when we were on the, on the telephone, <laughs> and I t- I actually did some work on that, but because uh-huh. you know, I, I was wondering if you were going to do that to me, and you did. <laughs> I um I uh, tried to research that, and I could not get you an objective s- statistic, but I would I would say to you that it's got still got to be forty fifty percent. It's got got to be around half. We have a lot of people that have have moved here, but you know we haven't had a you know, a massive increase in our available housing over the years, like everywhere else. So we're not creating new housing. We won't create any new, very, very little new housing will be created here. So a lot of families stay for multiple generations and we have people here that are fifth and sixth generation. If you grew up there, why would you want to leave, right? No, like, yeah, no, that's right. And so, and so many people I went to high school with, you know, came back, you know, I mean, half of them. And so, so I think, you know, I, I, it's a total, it's a total shot in the dark, but I, you know, I just kind of thought about it, my own sphere of influence and how many of them were, uh, you know, native here and, and it's gotta be half of them, but, yeah, but I, would, I don't know, but I don't, I don't have an objective. Answer. I would guess you're probably right about that. How about healthcare facilities there? Somebody wants to retire down there, buy a house and retire. Are there any healthcare facilities there or do you have to go across the bay? 
No, you don't have to go across the bay. So more than a decade ago, University of Maryland took over our hospital systems. University of Maryland is from sure they have dumped ten, tens of millions of dollars into new facilities here. They have consolidated a lot of the private physicians into into their system. Uh, we have a hospital here, and, and the word is, is we're, you know, it's been rumored and a lot of speculation about it, but I believe that, you know, the University of Maryland is going to build a regional hospital here. And when they when they do that, that'll be fabulous. But the healthcare that we get here is is off the charts. I had some, uh, I'm, I'm in good health. I'm, I've got no problems. I had a diverticulitis surgery that they did here, pretty complicated one. And I had to have uh, some minor, very minor heart surgery done. And they did that right here. How about in, that? Okay. Houston. And I always tell that story just to demonstrate that, you know, we have really, really good appurtenances for medical care here. Okay, I got one more question for you, and because uh, we got to wind this down, what is your comfortable season in Talbot County? What is it? What do I mean by that? It's, it's not too hot and it's not too cold. I think it's a lot better than where we are. Yeah. So if you ask the uh, the, the the skinniest, coldest snowbird that we have that le- leaves here for the winter, they would tell you that we have eight beautiful months here. There's there's four to six weeks in the summer where we're Florida hot and muggy. Um, and then there's six or eight weeks in the winter where it's just, you know, it's kind of gray and cold. But we have three really beautiful seasons here, and we're getting ready to enter my favorite season in the fall. It's just just nothing but the leaves changing and the cool nights and everything. It's just a really, really Yeah, been there in the fall. Beautiful time. Yeah, but half our summer is wonderful. All of our spring is wonderful. All of our fall is wonderful, and it's tolerable for about half the winter. Okay. Well, we got to leave it there, Chuck. We've been talking with Chuck Mangold and Benson Mangold Real Estate in Easton, Maryland. If you buy a house, go see Chuck. Thank you very much for your time and your expertise. Thanks, guys. I really enjoyed it. Fascinating conversation. All right, Chuck. Thanks a lot. You got it. Thanks again. Take care. Right, Take bye-bye. care. Bye-bye. bye-bye. Okay, Ryan, as we continue with the featured segment, I believe we're still staying in Maryland for a real estate roundup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Continuing right along, moving right along with the Real Estate Roundup 2023, we're going to the other side of the Chesapeake Bay. Remember, we just talked to somebody in Talbot County, right, to talk with Wendy Oliver, a top realtor in Caldwell Banker Mid-Atlantic. Wendy covers Anne Arundel County, beautiful, beautiful county. Wendy also joined us for the 2022 uh, Real Estate Roundup. She's based in another one of my favorite places on the East Coast, Annapolis, Maryland. Love, love that it. place. Love Annapolis. I'd be down there in about three weeks. <laughs> Wendy, welcome back to your valuable home. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Welcome back to Annapolis. Welcome back to Annapolis. Welcome back to your vet. You're a veteran now with your valuable home. I sure am. I'm happy to be one. Okay. A seller's market in real estate is like a, a sailing ship in the doldrums, waiting for the wind to pick kick up. I love that going. I came up with that line. <laughs> <laughs> almost in my sleep. Are you in a seller's market now? Honestly, in this area, we usually are in a seller's market as our inventory is always sparse. We have such a strong job market and a constant influx of people due to the expansion recently over at Fort Meade Base. We've got $4.5 billion of infrastructure being built as we speak on the base surrounding Fort Meade and NSA, coupled with all the DOD contractors coming in. And we've also added a numerous amount of Amazon hubs um, popping up throughout the county. So people are constantly relocating in, and uh, this is driving our pricing up even more and making our inventory even more scarce. Now, are you speaking about the whole county there? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I asked this question last year when you were on. Is it still relevant? Are buyers in your market holding off because of inflation and high interest rates? Or are these not major factors where you are? Um, in my personal experience, it's not a factor. People are buying whenever they can to win the contract, um, when they can win the contract. What I'm seeing is a lot of people are pulling their money out of the stock market and putting the cash into real estate with strong schools that we have in Anne Arundel County and the numerous amount of um, communities that have water privileges. These are always strong investment points for people. So you have a lot of communities, uh, in addition to Annapolis and in Anne Arundel County, that have waterfront properties, correct? Oh, we absolutely do. We we have uh, parts in Severna Park, Pasadena, Arnold, you know, of course, Annapolis, but yet a lot of the county has water privileges. Deal, Shadyside, I mean, it's it's prevalent here. I believe your, uh, your area experienced migration from the Upper East Coast during the COVID period. Has that subsided somewhat or is the allure of this area, and it, it does have an allure about it, the Chesapeake Bay and lifestyle, is that still calling people? I got to tell you, between our job market, our schools, and of course, the Chesapeake Bay, it's a great place to live and people are always coming here. It's just a matter of when they can find something and start nesting. Hmm. Where are most of the 2023 buyers coming from and do you expect that to be the case in 2024? Um, I see most of the people coming in from, well, of course, there's always the referrals that come in just from our own database and you know, families growing and relocating in. But a lot of it is coming from the Naval Academy, the Fort Meade, you know, basically P PCS season is, is constant. And with the fact that our military bases are not closing, the influx of people going in and out is, is continuing to be transitional. So people are coming all the time. I would think that if anybody went through the academy or is, has been through any of the other uh, military installations in your area, when they get out of the military, it's probably a nice place to uh, to settle down, isn't it? Well, and it's such a beautiful campus. And what I'm seeing is a lot of the academy graduates will go out and do their tour of duty. And a lot of them come back as instructors and work on the campus and they just love it. You know, and, and there's a there's a strong market. They've got great income. The uh, the VA housing limits here are, you know, now you can go over a million dollars. And that, that just brings in a, a incredible amount of opportunities for buyers with, with veteran ability. Okay. In a lot of real estate markets in 2022, significant bids over asking were they were like the order of the day. Are you seeing that today? And do you expect it to continue into the next year? Well, I'm seeing it today, but the way that I'm seeing it, Ron, is basically this. A lot of people decided to become real estate agents during the COVID market because they thought it was a great way to make money easy fast. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately to the public, a lot of these agents do not have the wherewithal or the background to properly price homes. So they are still going in the COVID mentality where they, in my opinion, a lot of the newer agents are underpricing the properties to go out the market so that they can still generate the bidding war and the excitement of the seller. I'm seeing with with more seasoned agents, you know, we're, we're pricing the, the the properties, you know, in a fair market value. And, you know, you're getting two, three, maybe five bids. But if you're going anything in the 500 price point here in Anne Arundel County or under, you're going to be competing up to another 15 offers. It's crazy. 15 offers. Yeah, we've seen that. We've seen that in Bucks County, too. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I uh, went out with my significant other and her son-in-law and daughter, and we looked at this one property. This was back about a year ago. It was priced at six twenty-five, And when we got there, there were at least 100 cars parked up, up oh and down, gosh. up and down, all the adjoining roads and everything. And 
I speculated. I said to somebody, this place is going to go for 800 grand, right? Oh, for sure. Well, I was actually wrong. It went for 850. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Good homes are always in high demand here. And and still a lot of people will pay to not not only get the house, but to the art of winning the contract. People still love a bidding, you know, that sensation and, and they just bid and bid against each other. And, you know, it's it's doing crazy things for the housing market because when houses like that bid higher, then the next door neighbor is going to turn around and want to price theirs at that point. And it just continues to climb. And even though the rates have increased, our, our market has not decreased in any capacity. Hmm. Okay. Bids over asking almost always require cash. Okay. Because if you're going to go over asking, you're probably not going to get a mortgage for the, uh, that, that, that you're looking for. So what's your best guess about where all the cash has been coming from? Well, I think that a lot of, as I said earlier, a lot of people are pulling their money out of the stock market mm-hmm. because of the volatility. They're taking it out of their 401s. And and I'm seeing a lot of the people coming out of college and getting their jobs and the parents don't want them moving into the basement. Parents are giving good money for earnest money deposits. And I'm seeing a lot of parents doing gift letters to cover the um, appraisal gap insurance, where basically if a property were to sell over over ask and under appraise that buyer would have to pay the difference in cash. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So where are the best values in Annapolis and in Arundel County? The best values and well, we don't really have any values with regards to bargain pricing. Um, I put my value in in location and amenities. And anywhere in Anne Arundel County that you're gonna be near the water is always a good value when it comes to homesteading and quality of life. But as far as discount pricing or, or you know, values for investments, uh, we don't have that right now. Yeah, and we, we're seeing that. We're seeing that as we move around the country. Um, it just doesn't seem to exist right now. Yeah, our location is just not yielding bargains. No. You know, we, we've had a couple record sales um, in the past calendar year in Annapolis, um, some exceeding $10 million. And, wow. uh, you know, it's it's incredible. We, uh, uh, one of the uh, agents in my office who is amazing, Martha Janney, she listed a, a property over in Eastport for 9.9 and she got a full price offer in five days. We're seeing them sell over $12 million here and we feel like we're the next Nantucket. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, talking numbers that 15 years ago, people would have said, uh, you know, it's impossible, right? Oh, for years, the highest point in Anne Arundel County was 4 million. And now, now, you know, 3 million is normal. (laughs) Okay. Um, God bless the people who can do that, right? Right. Uh, (laughs) Come on down. (laughs) Come on down. (laughs) Hire a bus and bring them in. Yeah. Uh, Can I get a three-bedroom single home in, in or, or near Annapolis for, say, 700000 You absolutely can. Oh. But bear in mind, you also can get one for $3 million, So it's going to depend on the location. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's not a water property, right? Uh, for 700000 definite no. However, if you were to take about a 20, 25-minute drive more towards the south part of the county, you could get one in Deal or Shadyside. Okay. All right. So that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. Kind of the mouth of um, where the South River is um, also has some great opportunities. How about condos? Are they prevalent there? Um, we have some condos. Uh, we have some great condos. Um, I just sold a condo last year, and it was for $3.9 million. Um, that was a waterfront. But we also have Darling condos with water views and water access that can be as, as little as 500000 So it's going to depend on the privileges and the view. 
All right. I think you just answered my next question. It was, it, are there any homes that are affordable for young people, say like 500 grand? That would be a condo someplace, right? So honestly, um, I do not think that age defines affordability. I literally ratified a contract last night for $1.8 million for two 30-year-olds. Um, if you have strong employment, I'm sorry, if you have strong employment with a good-paying job, you can buy a house here. Hmm. Okay. All right. What are the schools like in your, in your area? Now, Ron, you know that's a fair housing violation for us here in Anne Arundel County, so oh. I can't answer that. All right. Well, forget. I forget I asked the question. But but okay. I will say that if our schools were terrible, people wouldn't be flocking here. That's what uh, – well, Bucks, <laughs> Bucks County is the same way. We have a sure, fantastic sure. school system. Sure. All right. How about health care in your area? So within a 25 to 40-minute drive, depending on traffic, we have Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins Healthcare is recognized worldwide. Our hospitals are incredibly strong. Anne Arundel Medical Center recently merged with Luminous Healthcare. Uh, they're bringing innovations in for cancer research for breast cancer, colon cancer. I mean, it's uh, our hospitals are strong. They're incredible. And what what saddens me is I will see people tend to, you know, want to save money and they'll drive two hours to, um, you know, further, further parts towards Pennsylvania or towards Delaware, but they don't have the healthcare systems that we have. So, you know, this is where the pulse is for the healthcare. Yeah. I know about Hopkins. I didn't think it was that close. I, um, um, oh, uh, yeah. that, that's really good news. Hopkins is yeah. an absolutely wonderful world-class organization. So, well, and it's great. And you see, uh, sometimes families from other countries will pull their money together and they will buy a condo and just have it sit as a satellite so that if anybody in their family were to ever become sick and need the facilities of Hopkins, they'd have a place to stay while their loved one was being cared for. It's, it's, I see that trend a lot. Okay. I have one more question and we got to leave it yeah. there. What's your area like for um, real estate investors, residential, residential investors? It's great if you can find one, but I'm going to tell you, if it comes on the market, I'm going to buy it first. There <laughs> <Okay>. it is. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's fair enough, right? All right. So we have been speaking with Wendy Oliver from Coldwell Banker Mid-Atlantic in uh, Anne Arundel County. Beautiful, beautiful slice of, uh, slice of the world. Wendy, thank you very, very much Always for joining us today. Yeah. You. How do people get in touch with you? Oh, so Caldwell Banker Church Circle, Annapolis, Maryland. My number is 443-336-5091, wendyoliverrealestate.com. Always a beautiful day here in Annapolis. Yeah, well, you're absolutely right about that. And if you're thinking about Annapolis or Anne Arundel County, Wendy is the person to call. Thank you so much. Such a pleasure talking with you again. Pleasure talking Thanks with again. you again. Thank you very much. Okay, love. Bye. Bye-bye. Remember the name Provia, your single source for professional class, entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone and metal roofing, products made with latest technology and honest old world craftsmanship, the Provia way. That's this week's podcast. Your Valuable Home comes to you every week on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast directories. If you want us to share your home improvement project or horror story, email me at kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. That's kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast that's all about building wealth in residential real estate and hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. 